This is the Okay So Listen podcast, where we have an open discussion amongst friends about topics that interest us and impact us so that we can learn and grow together. We are building a community that supports dreams and open minds. Get comfortable. Welcome to the couch, y'all. Hey, Couch Cousins. Welcome back to the couch. It's your girl, Melissa. And Fila. And today I have my friend, Shawan, joining us. And we will be talking about uh, the discussion that's been being had on social media about the lack of inclusivity, inclusivity of the LGBTQ plus community in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I was going to do an icebreaker game. But, but we've been talking. We've been talking. <laughs> I was literally going to ask you, like, wait, what happened to the icebreaker? <laughs> well, I was going to introduce the topic and then play the icebreaker game. Oh, okay. But we can still play. If you want. Yeah. Okay. okay, so the icebreaker is can you name the sitcoms with black leads or predominantly black cast that aired 100 plus episodes? Cosby. Uh huh. Yeah, Cosby. Matters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, the one with Steve Urkel? Is that, is that, is that Family Matters? That's yeah. Matters. Uh, There's like another one. It's like an older, like older than those. With Steve Urkel? No. It has like, oh. the guy has like hair, like he has like an afro. I'm like, Alfred and Sons? How many? Maybe it's that. Sanford and Sons? Sanford and Sons. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That. Give me one more. I can't say that any of Tyler Perry's sitcoms have gone more than 100 episodes. I don't no, know. No, what about like Living Single? Mm, Monique. What about that? Yeah. Um, or the Parkers. Living Singles, the Parkers. The Parkers. Moesha. Mo- Moesha. Moesha. I said Monique, but Moesha, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moesha. See, when you said Monique, I was thinking about The Parker. Proud Family. No. <gasps> no. What was no. that? It's not on the, it was, a, it was less than 100 it's for real. It's another one. It's a bunch of other ones. Ah. Okay, Martin? Did we say Martin? No, we didn't say Martin, yeah. Martin, Martin is. Fresh Prince? The one yes. with Jamie Foxx? Is that one? Jamie Foxx? Yes. Show? The Jamie Foxx show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, was a, he was a jingle writer. This one with a C. Is it the Carsons? Or... Is the Cleveland show one of those things? No. Probably not. I wouldn't think so. The Car... I don't know the name of the show, but I can remember it. I can remember, like, the people. But I can't think of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, so the list goes, and this is from the most um, episodes to the least episodes. Um, the Jeffersons, Family Matter, The Cosby Show, Different Strokes, Girlfriends, Tyler Girlfriend, Perry's House of Pain, okay. um, Benson. I don't remember what that is, but whatever. Uh, the French Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> A Different World, Webster. Give me a break. I remember Give Me a Break. Sanford and Son, Martin, Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns, uh, Good Times, Moesha, Steve Harvey Show, My Wife and Kids, Sister, Sister, Living Single, 227, One on One, Room 222, The Parkers, Amen. I used to watch Amen. Um, the Bernie Mac Show. Wow. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. The Jamie Foxx show, The Wayne's Hang Brothers. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's the one I was trying to think. I'm like, what is he? The Wayne's one. The Wayne's brother, and last but not least, that's so Raven. You that's know what's funny? So it's like, 
when you say them, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, like when I went online and I took this test, I went through the list and I was like, man, that's the one I was thinking about. Like I don't remember that show. I forgot about this show. Like, like Room 222? I don't know what that show is. I don't know what that is. Is it 227? 227, but oh. there's one called Room 222 as well. But 227 is oh, on I'm the list. I'm not 227. It's on the list, though. Okay. It had 116 had episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's get on this topic about Black Lives Matter and um, the black LGBTQ community. So, um, I've been seeing some places where people are saying that um, the Black Lives Matter movement is really only, um, what is it, showcasing your cisgender males, females, and rallying for them. But in the LG, the black LGBTQ community, you have hundreds of them that are getting killed and um, just murdered because they're gay, because they're black, because they're gay and black, but nobody is out here rallying for them under this movement. Um, I personally don't get the concept be- behind it because Black Lives Matter movement was actually started with three black women. Two of them identify, identify as queer black women. So I'm just kind of like, mm, you know, how does that even make sense? But I also see people post like, um, you know, those homophobic, cisgender, mostly men, um, saying like always men, <laughs> <laughs> always men. Yeah, and, so, and this is why twenty twenty is like <laughs> exactly, like it's exactly. <laughs> and so they're just like you know, well, they're gay, you know. But I, I think like, but they're black. Like, there's not they're black. Oh, and they're gay. It's they're black. Period. So why why do you think that it's not in, they shouldn't be included? Like, they really think that because these people are gay or queer or pan or whatever, they, you know, the person identify as, they shouldn't be included. Because almost like the that identity, that part of their identity kind of cancels out the fact that they're black. You know what? Okay. I can see that if we were canceling out the black people that eat pumpkin pie. <laughs> Okay, if we're going to be canceling out black people that don't matter, like, <laughs> come on now. I, think it's, I, I think don't it's, think that's like, how can you cancel out people because they're gay or because they're straight, but like, but we're still black. <laughs> like, how did that? Well, I think the culture of blackness is very homophobic. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we are very much taught, like, you know, the more the more you add, the more of a target you have, right? So mm-hmm. the idea yeah. of being anything else but just black and straight, because being black and straight at least keeps less things, less gives more people less of a target, right? Less right. less things to shoot at you for. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, but just in general, like you're you're less likely to be noticed because you're a straight black man than for you to be a gay black man, right? But mm-hmm. I think what a lot of black, what a lot of our our community believes is somehow being gay overshadows that. Um, I think that being a part of the community is sometimes you have to remind people that you're black first right. and everything else second. Like when, some, when you look at someone, when you look at a black person, you're seeing their blackness first. You're never really seeing who they are yet because black people are never allowed the ability of dimension first, mm-hmm. right? Right. We, we, I think 
the concept that a lot of the queer community is asking for is dimension, right? Like, we're supposed to be supportive because we share a commonality, which is blackness. But in our blackness, there is still dimension, right? Some of us are gay. Some of us aren't. Some of us are women. Some of us are, you know, like, there are so many of us. We're not just black. Like, black isn't isn't everything, even though it, it's everything to us, right? Because we have to, we always have to be aware of it. But it's not everything in as to who we are and who it defines each and every black person. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's more of a fear tactic that has been kind of socialized historically into our groups and taught to men and, and women to some degree that yeah. if you if if you are gay, you're somehow less than and then throw on black, then you're even more of a target, right? It was like, ironically enough, though, that we end up being more of a target in our own communities for being gay rather than being a target right, <laughs> outside of our communities for being gay. Like, because outside of our communities, people are looking at our blackness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's you know, like that's what people are seeing. People are not seeing, say for me, me as an example, people are not seeing me as a gay man first. They're seeing me as a black man and they find out that I'm gay. But with black people, we don't have to think about being black. We think about every other characteristic and then we separate we from could. there. How we can somehow take the ones that really make you stand out and diminish them so it doesn't bring that attention. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that because it's, I, I really wish that we would understand that we could do all things. We can be all things, not just but we are a black things. straight person. Right. But it's like they don't understand that. It's like you don't understand you can be black and. But you, but you also have to consider... You know, one of the things <clears throat> that is widely known or widely accepted upon upon all groups of people is that being anything but straight is not right. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is wide upon religions. Yes. E- like everybody fights everybody fights each other about what they believe in, right? But no mm-hmm. one fights about being gay. Like everyone's like, Oh, I agree with you. Oh, you're right. They don't belong here. Like, you know, <laughs> There is there is still this commonality that they have that, that that our community has with every other community, which is that they don't understand. Um, but we also are noticing that a lot of the target, like a lot of the people who are trying to target these people, to me, struggle with themselves. Like I don't, I believe that too. Like I don't feel like I feel like a lot of people who hate gay people for being themselves are upset because they can't be themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, honestly, like I think. There was a video on that was circulating on Facebook of this uh, two two black women and a black man. He was like he was dressed very nicely, had on some shorts, like a nice you know flamboyant esque shirt, and these you know guys from what you would I guess deem the hood, right? These guys from the hood were like standing outside of the grocery store or, or gas station or wherever it was, and they were just walking by, and they were anticipating and attacking this person because someone was recording it, like which. It's already a problem. Right. Um, and this guy walks walks up to this man randomly, doesn't know him, and just hits him in the side of the face. And the guy turns around and was like, what? Like, what are you doing? And I, to, for me, I question, like, the same thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you fighting for? Like, what are you fighting against when you're when you're looking at a black person who happens to be gay? Or what, what, do you, what are you as a black man, straight or not, what are you fighting? Like, what are you trying to defeat? You're probably trying to defeat yourself. Like, you're having yeah. a problem with yourself. Because if you accept it, that means you're gay, right? If you accept right. somebody who's gay, then you must be gay yourself. Which is, again, us going back to dimension, right? Mm-hmm. We can't. No one can. Black men are taught to stay to to be around the people that you want that reflect you, right? 
that's one of the things that are like really cultural for us. So if I'm hanging, if I'm a black man and I'm hanging around gay people, that must mean that I'm gay, but it's not like yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. And I think it's more or less in our poorer communities that they feed into this because they they have to find a way, a way to separate themselves also, even though like majority of black gays are not worried about like have have better things to be worrying about than their gayness like yeah. they're just worried about not getting missed you know not getting perceived as violent or right. dangerous mm-hmm. for just being in a room but somehow their gayness just as their gayness is getting villainized by their own community like as if like we're going around touching men and grabbing them you know grabbing them unnecessarily or doing like none of that's happening but somehow right. that's being like portrayed to that to to the straight black community specifically I don't want to say like the straight poor community because I feel like that's where a lot of the I feel like as you as you move up or you move up in in classes right. if you will ideologies kind of change a little bit because people are doing different things I don't know I, I don't want to say necessarily yeah I don't want to yeah. necessarily say that they get I think they get exposed to more people mm-hmm. and more and more situations yeah because the level you are you know financially class wise does expose you to things that you're not going to see in the hood or that's not accepted in the hood. And you see that in these air quote classes, the gay dude with the nice suit is accepted. And that's the best friend of the homeboy down the street because that's, it's okay. Is a lot of the things are um, either looked over or deemed acceptable when you get into different levels of living. And I just, I wish it wasn't that way, but we know it's that way because you, but we, but black people are always trying to stay within this box because they think they'll be perceived in the world as a better person or differently when it don't matter if you got 12 degrees, a suit on, um, medals around your neck, they still going to call you a nigga. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, even the poorest white person will still see themselves as better than a boy three. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, no matter what it is, like I don't, I don't think that, I think that, like I said, I think our community sometimes gets jaded by perceptions of what we want to be and and where we want to go. That we project some of our anger towards groups of ourselves just because we're trying our best to survive. Right, mm-hmm. we're trying our best to make to make sense of it. I think that for somebody like for like for me, example, for example, I grew up on both sides of the tracks. So like you know, on the week on, during the weekday, I went to I, I lived in. In middle class neighborhood. On the weekends, I went to the hood with my with my aunts and all those people, and I and I got to learn I got to learn a little bit more about being black, just just being black. Because I feel like the, I feel like honestly, you learn a, the essence of blackness in the poorest the poorest neighborhoods because those people typically are the ones, in my opinion, who are creating the stuff that we that we think are so that we think is so trendy. It just has to get to the right. It just has, it just has to move up to the right class in order for right. it to explode. Mm-hmm. Right, but. I think that our community, like these these specific communities, do create so much, but they also miss out on so much mm. because they're trying so hard to fit molds to get them to that next step, right? They're trying their, so hard to, to fight with everything that people kind of like casually disagree with as a whole, but don't understand. I can say that like my family was very similar, but it's always outwardly. That they that they disagree with someone else, right? So like they may accept me because it's me and they know me, but not someone else. Someone else right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I accept you because I love you. Right. Okay. 
It's like, but, I, but as soon as they see another queen walking down the street, oh, who is that faggot? But, you know, I've never, I don't understand, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, do they, did, are they even talking to you? Have you even spoken to you? Like, you know, you start, when, once you start to kind of like, I think one of the, the best experiments that I always do is, I always like doing is, I ask people questions about their hatred when they're talking about it. Yeah. Like, so I, you, so I, I never understand why people don't have a discussion while it's going on because you're checking them in their moment because they're going to brush you off later on. I think most of it, I think sometimes it's about not being prepared. Not having right. the right information. I would say, and then plus, I mean, just conflict. People just handle conflict differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because I'm confrontational, you know, more people, if you're <laughs> confrontational, you know, you don't mind handling stuff on the spot. Yeah. But would it be confrontational like, or, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word confrontational. I would say open-minded. I, I, I feel like the word confrontational could be seen very negatively, especially for a black woman, right? right. Saying that you're confrontational because confrontational immediately assumes like fighting. Yeah. Rather than saying like, if there was another word to say like, I'd, I'd rather deal with it then than for us to talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's, con- I don't know if the confrontational would be the word, word. I would use, but. Well, I think the, the confrontation, using the word confrontation is the possibility of a conflict when you bring it up, whether you're saying it nicely um, or sugar-coated or you're completely calm and laughing, somebody can go from zero to 100 just because you asked them a question. And you're like, it's, it's, I just asked, what the problem? Why, why are you mad? Like, what's the problem? Like, but... I think that's the anticipation behind someone that don't want that. It's like, I don't know, conversation because. Standing. So maybe it's not so much like culture, but maybe caste or um, class even. Yeah. Or like the general American ideal. Cause there's, there is that. Yeah. That is on top of, you know, right. every whatever community. your culture, you know, packs on top of it. Yeah. I do feel definitely. like it's a little bit more, in my opinion, I feel like it's, it's a little bit more aggressive in the black community like that separation between gays and and straights and i think like i said i don't think that we allow each other just like the world doesn't allow us dimension like we're not allowed to be different we all if if one person commits a crime we're all criminals Mm -hmm. if one person succeeds that's a special case it's not just a special case right it's just a special case (laughs) right but you know like it's just stuff like that. I feel like we're just never really given dimension in any in any aspect. Like we have to just be an archetype of ourselves that is either being portrayed through the media or what people are visually seeing on a regular basis, rather than us being like, you know, you can have your black goth girl, you can have your black trans woman, you can have mm-hmm. all of these things that are a little bit different than what you what you are, but it doesn't make them any less black. Like they're not trying to right. be something else. Right. Do you guys feel like just the our view of the black lives matter matter movement really uh showcase the issues that are happening in the um lgbtq plus community like do you ever do you feel like you ever see any of the the movement rallying for the community it's kind of one of those situations when we talk about like niche communities Mm -hmm. if you're not involved you'll never see it right like a white person will never know that black people really exist. They don't have to. Like, they could see them around, but never exactly. know, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, that same thing kind of applies to the black community and gay issues, or gay black issues specifically. Because they're not involved, 
does it really exist? Mm -hmm. And then when it does exist, of course, they're going to say, well, I don't see it. So it's not there. Like, I think that, in my opinion, because I'm surrounded by homosexuality on a regular basis, like, (laughs) you know, it's my day-to-day life. It's what I do. Yeah. You know? Um, I see it. Like, I see the the black trans matter movements. I see the all lives, all black lives matter. I see all of that because I'm a part of that community. If they want to see it, they have to look. Some people, if they want to see it, they're going to have to look, look for it. Right. They're not going to be faced with it head on. Like, oh, you know, if you're a straight guy, if you're a straight guy who doesn't ever involve yourself with anything remotely close to gays, you're never going to see anything that has to do with them. Right. Until it's a straight man dealing with a gay person or something mm-hmm. like that. But you're typically are never going to see the issues that they're that they're fighting for. You're not going to see, you know, all of the all of the nuances that goes into the black gay community and like the racism and the bigotry that we also have to deal with on top of mm-hmm. the racism and bigotry that we have to deal with in the regular world, you know, in, in the normal, the normal world. Like, so it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really move from us, but it, it moves from everyone else because like I said, they're not involved. Cause it's almost like, I, in my opinion, just from, cause clearly I'm not of the community, but like, it's almost like it's a double edged sword. Like you, you're in your community being um, discriminated against, and then you're you're in the general community, your black community getting discriminated against. Now you have everybody else discriminated against you. So it's like you not you have to find a safe space in every community that you're involved in. It's like as a black woman, you are, your safe space, you have to find it in the black community and amongst other black women. But I couldn't imagine being a black queer woman or whatever title chose. Now I have to find my community within my other community. It's like, that's a lot. But that's reality that's, though. Yeah, like, it I, is. Like ideally it's still like, you still have your, you still have like your, your, your niches, right? Sorority, your sorority, not mainstream. It is widely known, but it's still very much a niche conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you don't, you couldn't walk up to just anyway on the street and just start announcing your yeah. chapter. And they'd be like, <laughs> I got you, you know? Right. But what you could but like, do. Even, but even being in a sorority, you find your community in that sorority. So it's right. like, it's so many aspects. It's so many, it's, it's a lot. And a lot of times I step back from all the many organizations I'm in because I'm like, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, adding more to it and just like, mm, do I want to? <laughs> I just think that when it comes up, the idea for the, for me at least, what I would, what I would pray for our community, just in general, just the black community in general, is that when it comes up to like put your, for everyone to just put their their opinions aside, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, when you look in the like, when you look in the mirror, or when you look at another black person, and when anybody looks at another black person, that's what they see first. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you you will if if there was a if I lined up a whole bunch of black people and I just brought people of different races and they said and I said what are, what do they have in common? You're gonna start with <laughs> what they look like. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna go well. I think these three over here are gay. I think this one is, you're not going to do all that. You're going to start with what is on sur- mm-hmm. on the surface. And that is unfortunately our skin at the, you know, at the, that, is, that is a primary focus right now. So I think that the, if, if we as a community could just put aside 
what put aside what makes us different in that aspect and just mm-hmm. see the problem as a big picture like black people <laughs> right. are not safe here like <laughs> right in general in general because like we had talked about something like that um a couple days ago and we're like they're black period there's no black they're black period so right. what's the problem i was surprised this was actually a topic it, I yeah was completely oblivious to me i was like wait we didn't think they mattered I'm like, what? I did all these protesting? (laughs) I thought we were protesting for all black lives. Like, what? Right. Like, it's it's sad that you have to put all in front of it in the first place. They're black. Right. They have lives. I'm like, the only prerequisite is black or brown. It was like the only prerequisite. Literally. Literally. I thought it was was the only way to get into the club. Right. I didn't know. Well, because I marched, you know, in Chicago. I marched uh-huh. in Dallas. And in Chicago, we, it was full of LGBT everywhere I went. I'm like, wait. I did not see a separation between. And, and so that's the thing, though. Like, it's so funny that, the and for me, in my mind, these people that make these comments aren't even out there in the first place. They just out there, out here just Facebook. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, the main people that y'all dog and talk about is on the front line fighting mm-hmm. for your punk ass. Yeah. So why are you, why do you have an issue? What's the issue? I don't know. The same people that's fighting for you getting question. gassed. Who, who and, raised you? Exactly. <laughs> like, my mother didn't raise me like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. But I, I never understand that. Um, but like. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there that, you know, especially around Pride Month, that were out there uh, trying to collaborate and do different marches in solidarity with um, Black Lives Matter. So I ran up on this article and it's titled Black Lives Matter Forces LGBTQ Organization to Face Its History of Racial Exclusion. Um, this organization is called Christopher Street West. It's a predominantly white-led organization. They do the LA Pride Festival and parade each year. And um, apparently, or they were supposed to be doing a solidarity march uh, for the 50th anniversary of LA's Pride. And um, they never reached out to the black, any Black Lives Matter activists, none of the chapters in the area. They hired an event organization uh, organizer who applied for a police permit for the parade and received hella backlash and they end up canceling the parade and rally or whatever they want to call it. So one of the board members who was a black gay male formed a new group of LGBTQ leaders and made their own all black lives matter protest. And so the director of the or the Christopher Street West organization interviewed and was like, it was like, it was an oversight, you know, it's just our time to really look deep into our organization and reevaluate who we are and put those yeah. glasses on. The same message all of the corporations. Bring. Literally what I was about to say. <laughs> and so just looking at this interview, it irritates me because like every, like you said, every organization say this and it's like, how many times do you have to see this stuff happening for y'all not to, for y'all to keep making the same mistake? I don't feel like it was genuine because I'm like, you, you gonna do a Black Lives Matter mar- solidarity march 
who you in solidarity with? But like you ain't. <laughs> I I always feel like I'm very careful when it comes to black marketing or marketing from people who aren't black. Yeah, I'll say that. I'm very careful with that because to a degree, being black becomes very political and very mm-hmm. tokenized. Mm-hmm. And I know some people will agree with that. Some people won't agree with that. But sometimes sometimes you, you as we as a community, I'll say that. Or at least I notice. I'll mm-hmm. just speak for myself. Notice that black people sometimes are involved in situations solely because they're black. Mm-hmm. Not because... Not because they have an opinion, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, oh, we need we need to make this person look. We need to make this look diverse. Let's add a black person, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so I think that when it comes to things like like when it comes to like the gay agenda, like the gay agenda is very white, like until otherwise, <laughs> until known otherwise, it, it's it's a very white situation. Like gay representation still doesn't really involve black people very much. Right. And it doesn't involve them like like me. They don't involve people like me. It always is always yes, girl, honey, God, yeah. You know, it's always right. it's always that man who makes it on the front page. Mm-hmm. Like not to say that I don't discredit those people because they do help. Like they do help us to a degree. People like Billy Porter who speak out and they're like you know I'm not the only gay. I'm not the only kind of black gay that there is. Like right. you know, I appreciate those things, but that's also not what sells, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the sassy black gay friend is, mm-hmm. is what sells. That's what, that's what, that's what people buy, mm-hmm. buy into. So it's the image it, because that's what people are taught. Gay men are like, not all of them are flamboyant. Not all of them are dressed, dressed girly or tight shirts, tight pants, wear lipstick and lashes. Some of them look like these bodybuilders yeah, and football wait, players. Hold on, that's too much to mention. <laughs> <laughs> too much. That's too much to write. Too much. <laughs> like, no, I, they all are the same. They can't. They can't <laughs> process the different levels of the different cultures and communities, and that's the problem. But I think it's more about like, it's like the general. <laughs> it's like the general idea of uh, of what marketing really is to other to minority groups. It's like. You know, well, of course we're not thinking about you because we don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I've, you know, I've said to many a white people is that I wouldn't even say just white people, just other other people in general, is that majority of the minorities have to know what it's like to be white before they learn what it's like to be themselves. Because when they learn what it's like to be themselves, it's a lot more, it's a lot wilder, mm-hmm. it's a lot more intense. Yeah. You know, we we've. No, like your parent, like our parents never told us that, had to tell us that we were black, but we did figure it out. Yeah. You know, like, just like white people are never told that they're white. They never have to figure out being white because that is the standard, right? Right. Nothing they have to think about. So I think that when it comes to white people making decisions to include other people, it requires another level of effort that they don't typically have to engage in on a regular basis, which is thinking about. Other people. other people, you know, that yes. think about other people outside of their race. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think it's, it's kind of like that. Is it an oversight? Sure. If you have a, if you have somebody on your committee who is of color, is it an oversight? I don't know. So apparently, <laughs> they had two people of color 
um, a black trans woman, well, she identifies as black trans woman, and then this black gay man, like, but, and then I, I kind of place it on them, like, y'all ain't say nothing? Like, we ain't the black gay man. <laughs> 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 but you are. Like, but wait! You're there to or, yeah, represent the organization, and you have the experience and knowledge, why not provide it, like, hey, we need to check who's assigned to reach out to Black Lives Matter. I'm not responsible because I'm black, but I need somebody to, you know. But also, <laughs> you also have to consider, um, you know, just playing devil's advocate in the situation. Black Lives Matter is labeled currently very negatively also. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we want to just kind of like play the other side of the fence, Black Lives Matter has become a very political movement. It has become very left-right. It has become very... Jaded to the to it its definitely has been <laughs> to its main point. changed from this original yeah like to what its main point was about I think that people have you know all of a sudden people called Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization and they still are don't know how that makes any sense no acts of terror have taken place they people have blamed human people have blamed human behaviors on an organization that had one main ideal mm-hmm. like which is just to just educate people and get people to understand however. I think the the main premise of Black Lives Matter has never changed, the, but the people around it, but the the people and the narrative around it has changed so many yeah. times that I think that even going back to what we're talking about the the separation between like the LA the LA Pride people mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter, I feel like part of that is like a publicity stuff for them. Like if we yeah. join, if we join arms, is it going to make us look like we are right? Violent? Like I need to be in the mix. Right. This is the hot topic, and that's the issue I take with that. Is like. You, your intention was just to get the, you didn't care to talk to them. I I don't feel like it's an accident. You didn't care to talk. You just wanted the moniker so it makes you look good. You just want to be trendy. Exactly. Black guys might become a trend. Exactly. And that's my problem with it. And it's like, her, watching the video I saw, her demeanor, the way she presented herself was like, that's that typical white people. I want you to think I'm sincere and believe me. Like oral she had, and I'm just like, I don't believe you. You knew any other organization you would have partnered with, you would have contacted with. If you're going to use that moniker, knowing damn well that's a whole organization, you would have thought to, oh, I'm going to do an event called Cookie Society. Let me call Cookie Society. You not gonna just be like, oh, well, you know, that's not necessary. Again, but I think that's why I said we are the. To me, I feel like black people become like black people in a lot of ways are the bloodline for America. Like we, we really do carry yeah. a lot of nuances. Like we are the reason why other things start. Right when black Black Lives Matter happened, suddenly all lives matter happened. Suddenly blue mm-hmm. lives matter happened. Even though it's an occupation, and I'm gonna say what the fuck I said, it's an occupation. A blue life cannot matter because, because you take off. the uniform off and you still black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, and y'all are still getting killed by y'all own coworkers. Right. So, so I don't tell I don't, me something. Different. I don't understand that logic, but okay, it is it is what it is on that. <laughs> but, but then in uniform, these folks get killed by their own colleagues. So your blue life ain't saving you. So I guess I think we are the we are the we are the bloodline for trends. We're the bloodline for mm-hmm. policy, politics. We're the bloodline for a lot of things. I, you know, now that we kind of like get the opportunity to 
go through history every so often, right? Because, you know, it comes up, it goes away, it comes up, it goes away, mm-hmm. it comes up, it goes away. You know, I think that it gives us an opportunity to really see history for what it was and how much black people impact America mm-hmm. in the way that we do and how we get how we get used and thrown out. Like, right. And I think that sometimes it even happens with businesses and organizations and sometimes it's like if you can't if we can't find a use for you that's going to make us also look good why are we going to use you until it becomes uh, a profitable mm-hmm. until we until we become profitable we become useless right and, and and especially when it comes to like bigger hot button issues like this until it's profitable we're we're going to stay away from you like that's why i think that's why they probably didn't consider it is because yeah. right now black lives matter is a controversial topic fuck this organization <laughs> For not being educated, like right. educate yourself. It's not an oversight. You, it's not a, especially it's not an oversight, especially if you have people on your on your board who can speak to those things. Well, um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this um, episode. But first, I would like to ask you guys if you could tell if you were talking to someone who were saying that, um, like gay black lives are not includes included in black lives like what would you tell them like if somebody had like big issues with uh, including black gay community in the movement that's personal <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's very simple to me <laughs> like, I mean your your personal agenda can't be everybody's agenda mm-hmm. like as a culture as a community we need to stick together on this topic yeah. It is just what it is. That's how you feel as one person. And I'm sorry, I really hope you educate yourself and you catch up with the rest of us. But until then, please be quiet because we're trying to have a movement here. Right. right. <laughs> um, I think I would say if I put if I put if I put black people in a line, could you tell me how many of them were gay? What would you see first? Yeah. I would start by asking them a question rather than telling them telling them something different because I I one of my methods, at least in educating people, is getting them to see how what they're saying doesn't make sense, rather than me having to tell you, you don't make no sense. You know? It's a little bit easier than going like... Something I would say. It's a little bit easier for, for, at least for me, when when trying to educate people about black issues, I try to get them to bring themselves outside of their community, outside of their mind first. Mm-hmm. So I ask them the harder questions like you know are they not black why wouldn't they be black like if you saw them out in the street would you see their sexuality or would you see their blackness that's what we're talking about like and then if they if they were like well i would see no no no, let's stay let's stay on track here would you see their blackness first or would you see their sexuality nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten you're probably not going to ever see that somebody is gay Mm -hmm. like in real life this isn't this isn't a movie this isn't tv show Look at your reality. How many black people do you know that are that are just visually gay that you see on a regular basis? You probably wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. At all. So. For me, I would be like, are they black? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but are they black? I, I don't. Are they black? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would really be what I would ask them. Because, like, I don't understand. Is being gay Is there race? other... Is there other prerequisite to being a life that matter that's black? Why are they bothering you so much? Like, because you like it. 
<laughs> Clearly. That's what I say. You obviously want to taste. Well, let me go ahead and wrap this up. Um, we're Couch Cousins, if you want to keep up with what's going on in the LGBT community, there's plenty of places where you could go and um, and contribute to movements and organizations. Um, a great website that I ran upon is itgetsbetter.org. It has a list of organizations and initiatives that is serving the black LGBTQ community. Um, and I will be posting that website on our website. I'm going to do a shout out, do a little hey friend to our girl Nini and hey, her co-host Dominique on the Why Me Please podcast. That's Why Me Please podcast. They're on Facebook and Instagram at Why Me Please podcast. Um, it's a podcast with two friends talking about a little more than just tea with your favorite glass of wine. So go ahead and check them out. Um, and it's been good. I want to thank you so much, Shawan, for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You got to come back and hang out with us. And, um, it's been real couch cousins. Make sure you guys check it out. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Queso Listen podcast on, uh, basically all of your directories, your Apple uh, podcasts, Google, so on and so forth. Also, make sure that you send any of your questions, comments, concerns, either through the website or hit us up in the email at okaysolistenpodcast at gmail.com. So remember, Cash Cousins, keep it honest. Keep it cute. Keep keep it it together. together. Bye. Bye.